Thanks for listening to the Protectors of the Wood adventure series. Support us on Patreon at Protectors of the Wood. And to all the eco-warriors out there, remember that everyone can make a difference and every action counts. We've got the mountains and hills for company. We've got the clouds and the storms and a billion stars to see. We've got the rain and streams and rivers and the sea. And with the children running round us, it's heaven all for free. It's heaven all for free, right here and right now. It happens all around us, no one knows how. It may take a million years to build the house of God we can start right here we can start right now we can start right here we can start right now the protectors of the wood adventure series episode number 134 Abby begins her campaign. Abby held her head high and walked out onto Bridge Avenue under the eyes of two stalkers on the bench across the street. They looked up but did not move. She headed down the sidewalk and into the coffee shop. Sammy was on the phone and Stephanie was making sandwiches behind the counter. She slid three sandwiches onto plates and Sarah Williams appeared and delivered them to a booth of people ordering an early lunch. What do you know? Everything's ship shape here. I'm so glad I'm not needed. I have to go work at the preschool. Stephanie leaned across the counter to kiss Abby on the cheek. Sarah returned to the counter. I heard that. We were counting on you to come back. Don't worry. We'll be meeting hundreds of people in the next few weeks. They'll be fighting for the job. And speaking of all the work coming up, I need a favor. Stephanie, can I just get two minutes with you in the booth in the back? Sarah, cover me, please. I'll owe you. Abby and Stephanie walked to the back of the store and took a seat. Sammy waved to them while still on the phone. In one minute, Abby explained what she needed from Eddie and his father and their construction company. This might be a good time. They're in between jobs, but Eddie spends all his time practicing with the band at the greenhouse. We'll find other people to paint, replace windows, and all of that. Just get Eddie to deliver the scaffolding today, this afternoon, and stack it in front of the abandoned building. I'll be there to help carry. 
Abby knew she was just making things up on the spot, but felt she had no choice. Her fate was to hurry into the unknown. I'll try, but they might need it for something else. Oh, thank you. Abby hugged Stephanie as if it were already a sure thing. Just try. It's going to work. Don't you need a permit for that? Abby had no idea, but pulled an idea out of thin air. We're not going to start work yet. All we need is to just store the scaffolding there so people will see it at the gathering after church tomorrow. It's public relations, you know, to give people hope that we're doing something. I get it. Done. I'll tell Sarah what's up before she comes to see you tonight. And by the way, I need to know more. I've got questions. I want to be included. Don't worry. It's hard because I'm watched all the time, but I'll find a way. I'm starved for information. Why do you think I'm working here? I need a job in this project. I'll have a plan for you tonight. She slipped out the back door. No soccer players were on the field yet, but the back door of the toy store was unlocked. Inside, she found Phoebe carrying a box up from the basement. Phoebe, come to the front door of the church with two sandwiches at lunchtime, and we'll eat together. I'll be in the meeting room. Okay. See you at 1 p.m. Do you have time to chat now? Can't stay now. Abby returned to the coffee shop. Sammy was not upset by her decision to work at the preschool. Come on, Abby! Can't keep those kids waiting! Get on out of here, kiddo! We'll be fine! Abby continued rushing along and soon was out on the sidewalk returning to the church. One of the stalkers, standing nearby, pretended to be interested in the toy store window. He turned toward her as she approached. She could feel his staring eyes and stepped past him without a glance. In a minute, she was in the churchyard mulling over plans for the wild area. Even though Tuck didn't seem to care, Abby felt she had to defend the wild area against the condemnation of the public. She had not forgotten her solemn promise to Tiny and Lucy to save the secret place and the wild area as a whole. Abby was thinking. Oh, what am I going to do? These stalkers with their fancy cameras probably have damning photos of the fallen tree and overgrown vines, the brambles, poison ivy, sumac, and young maple trees, all fighting for a bit of sun. Most people will see this as an example of appalling neglect, more reasons to elect a hostile trustee and fire both Tuck and I. These powerful adults will want to clean up the wild area, just like they've done for the whole world. The art of working with wild areas is not respected by industrial civilization. What was it that Lucy said? The adults always ruin it. Grown-ups don't like these places. They never let them be. 
you and your friends have to promise. At least Lucy and Tiny said I could cut out the poison ivy and make one path. But that's not going to be enough for people in this town. And the congregation of this church. Morphe will take it over and destroy it all for our new office building. What am I going to do? Abby sat quietly on a piece of wood and became aware of the birds all around her flitting from branch to branch with their various calls and songs. A new thought flashed in Abby's mind. Bird watchers! Now that's a group of adults who might understand. And many are old and influential. Oh, yes!
All right. Jonathan, kick that.